Hey, hey. Good evening, everyone. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Great. Um, I'm literally driving back to my home um, because I'm always doing multiple things. So. In the interim, usually give Hi, Richard. Hi, Raphael, Dave, Carl, coffee. Um, we usually give people a couple of minutes to come into the room. So during this time, we usually ask what you're drinking or what maybe you've had um, this weekend that you enjoyed. And anyone can go. So we had a beer share this weekend. Um, so I tried some really fun things. Honestly, I don't remember all the things that I tried, but it was just really cool to be around my beer family because I haven't seen a bunch of people in a long time. You did? That sounds fun. What was it? You were there, knucklehead. But for, but for the people who weren't there, because we have replay, so people will listen. Um, so we we live in Dallas, Texas, and it was at Outfit Brewing Company in Dallas, and it was about like maybe twenty of us, and we just brought beers. Like I brought some stuff out of my stash. Um, I brought a Unibrew from 20, 2016 that was fantastic. Um, we also had some smoked beers. We had some porters. I do not see Jerry. Jerry was there as well, but it was really cool. My parents were in town visiting me, so I took them with me. It was a great time. You had liquor as well. Um, did I have liquor? Oh, maybe you did. I don't think I had liquor. Well, yeah. Well, okay, some of us did. Anyway, your mom, your mom and your dad. Oh, the little can. Yeah. Oh, okay, well then, yes, um, we had some canned, like, um, pre-made cocktails, so we tasted that as well. It was just a really cool time. Anybody else had anything to drink or drinking on something right now? Shayla, how are you? Hi, I don't know if you guys can hear me. It's saying I have a bad connection, but I actually just got back from Miami um, and I'm on recovery mode right now. <laughs> so I'm not drinking anything. I'm just recovering, but I had a beautiful week there and um, went to the Tripping Animals Irie Jungle Festival and I just had a blast. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, scrolling. I was getting my hair done. I was scrolling. I didn't know there was such a thing as a Miami Beer Week. So this apparently is their first official week. Um, and 
they had tried to put it on like another time, but it didn't happen. So I had been following that page, but no action. And I just happened to be going out there for work. And I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if Miami Beer Week happened while I was out there and then my company would just pay for my trip and it happened. So yeah, but I think this is the first of many um, I think this is Tripping Animals second time or the Irie Jungle, it's their second one. So um, it was bigger than last year I heard and I think they're gonna make it even bigger next year. It was, I saw the pictures and I, I saw that you um, got to see someone that you know via IG. Which is great. That was one of the things that we talked about. Um, what I did was I was part of the Lucy um, Women's Beer Summit. We talked about as far as like, you know, being on Instagram, social media and everything, but we want to actually have those real true connections because that's what's going to keep us, you know, together and continue to support each other. So that's what I really love really enjoyed about that yeah no I agree like Angela and I never met online we just connected you know over both being moms and liking beer and you know like she seemed really cool and when I told her I was going she was like what dates let me check let me see if we can line this up and it worked out and I think what it did is like we connected with other moms there and then also like I got hit up by moms that were like watching and wanting to see like when we could all meet up or do a bigger meetup. So I think it's just like putting it out there and maybe just starting really slow and just building from one by one until you just have, you know, your ideal crew that you want to hang with and drink beer with. Absolutely. I, I totally concur with that. That's how um, black women major deal. Um, anybody else have anything that they're drinking on or they had something good that they had this weekend that they want to share? Okay. So, you just go right on in and you'll be able to hear me better because I'm talking so. We have Two special guests. We, we have, um, I guess, a little sliver of Chicago's biggest, baddest breweries um, that are up and coming that have started putting a lot of buzz um, in Chicago. And it's been swiping down my timeline. And I was just in Chicago probably like last year, and I wish I would have known more. We have Richard with Funky Town. And I see somebody else. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh, Zach's in the room too. That's uh, one of the co founders of Funky Town. As okay. Well. I'll try. Let me try him again. Try So I had that party hat, so that Oh, you're a newbie. Which is great. All right, there we go. 
Said we have an event this weekend. No, last week, last Sunday was last Sunday your big event. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago with uh with the other uh, black breweries in the city for the residency. Yeah, we had a huge event at the Time Out Market, which is just like huge, like shared kitchen and drink area event space, and uh, yeah, like two hundred and fifty people sold out. Pretty fun event. How did that come about? How did that start? As far as like having this conglomerate of black people get that together to work together. Um. Well. Uh. You know, we all kind of came up about like separately, but like around the same time period. Um. And uh, right around the new year, Haymarket who um, sponsored uh, the Herald's 83 Honey Ale that was created by uh, Jay and Sam. They kind of, they were the ones that kind of had the idea because they had, they saw all the black breweries on their radar, like, hey, we should try to come together and do something. So we kind of met up in early January and just kind of talked it through real quick and just figured it was the best thing to do. Um, to show that spirit of collaboration. We all knew each other, but we hadn't formally just had like a sit down because once like the beer stuff starts rolling, like, you know, time is precious. <laughs> it's hard to kind of slow down and uh, collaborate like you want. But um, yeah, it was just like a good opportunity to do something. And uh, yeah, it was really Sam and Jay at Haymarket that kind of helped bring us Black Horizon, Turner House, and uh, more is together. Wow, that's great. Yeah, um, I've talked to Sam several times, and um, I remember quite fondly. He, um, we're usually in like a uh, like a Zoom call, and I remember him being on it uh, when we were really into the pandemic. Uh, he's like, I got something I just I, just, I want to tell y'all, but I I got to keep it under my hat. But this is going to be great. It's going to be, you know, great for the city. And that was the Herald Honey Ale. Uh, and so I was like, this is really great. And I'm so glad that um, they were able to continue with that, continue that relationship and bring more people uh, aboard. So let me step back just a little bit. So you and Zach are, how do y'all know each other? How did y'all come? Um, I've known Zach since seventh grade, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we just, we've been friends for a while. Went to high school together. We went to college at Grambling State in Louisiana. Okay. You know, came back, came back home, and yeah, that's what that is. I've just known him for a real long time. <laughs> so okay, so I'm gonna ask Zach. Zach, are you there? probably have to push uh press the microphone and it'll let you, it'll allow you to talk uh, you might not be there um so i'm gonna put i'm gonna bring it back to you richard because <laughs> uh, he may be away he may be away from the phone so i want to know who talked since y'all known each other since you since seventh grade let's 
seventh grade, right? Who talked who into drinking beer? Um, it's another founder too, Greg. But uh, um, I mean, we first started, <laughs> you know, when we were underage, and we 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 started with a uh, two eleven steel reserve. Um, y'all know that, you know, malt liquor, old English. Um, okay. I mean, like, yeah, that's just kind of where we started. Uh, we went to school, kind of, kind of stayed with the cheap range, Bud Ice, High Life. Uh, and then like, you know, after we came back from college, like we had a little bit, you know, more money. So we started buying better beer and kind of realizing like the taste it gets better than what we used to drink. And I don't know, slowly but surely, we just kind of started to appreciate like the, the premium stuff and the local stuff more. And that's just kind of how that went. But yeah, it started from drinking a lot of malt liquor though and all, all that okay. other stuff. So, so it was Craig, that, that was Craig that got y'all, uh, hey man, I got this, you know, I got somebody to pick us up something. <laughs> <laughs> Greg probably found the first 211 for us, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, with you finding that, enjoying, you know, enjoying uh, Steel Reserve and coming back from school and everything, when did you start looking into craft beer as far as, like, transitioning to craft beer to where, like, you know what, I think I can make some of this. And I can make it better. Um, well, that was in uh, 2017, where we uh, we were just kind of thinking. I mean, we've been out of school for some time. Uh, two of us got business educations. Um, we just had this like amazing group trip to Thailand, where we just kind of came back like wanting more and like trying to figure out like what more is. So we were just kind of like thinking about like, what are we gonna do? Like, we should start a business. Um, you know, we, we had the skills for it. We just never really like focused on, like really put our efforts on that and what should we do? And, you know, we were probably drinking beer at the time. We knew about like the lack of diversity in craft beer. Um, we kind of knew that we wanted to see ourselves and put our own type of inside humor, inside jokes on labels. So it was just kind of like a natural fit. So like in 2017, like we just decided that's what we're going to do. Shortly after that, we were able to come up with like the the name Funky Town, and just like all we did was like uh, learned how to homebrew starting from that point in time, and just like gathered information to like handle all the other aspects of the business, all from uh, 2017 until this point it was just kind of building up towards like the net and gold, and again gold. So that's how we approached it. Okay. So. So you said that you graduated in twenty seven. You graduated college in twenty seventeen, right? No, no, we graduated way before that. Way before that, okay. <laughs> we graduated in 06, but twenty seventeen, like when we started taking like uh, craft beer seriously as like um like our next like serious direction in life. All right, all right. So <clears throat> you're still young. You're still young. So is there any correlation with the song Funky Town? Do you know what that is? Come on now. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody, I know everybody thinks of the song. It's a good song. It's a good feel good song. Um, but like when we were thinking about Funky Town, like we were thinking about uh, how we've always used the term. Uh, like growing up, we always used to say, keep it funky, which means like, keep it truthful with me. Or mm-hmm. if, you know, if you say something is funky, you know, it's fresh or creative in a certain type of way. Or we think of like George Clinton and the Funkadelics. Or we think of the Brat and the song Funkified, which is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Isaiah Ryder and the 1995 Slam Dunk Contest. His dunk where he went under the legs was called the East Bay Funk Dunk. So it's a uh, very black too. We felt like the song, like the song or the term "funky town" was just like something that's known across race, that's known across like generations, but all across that, it's like known for creativity, positivity, uh, you know, cool music, and uh, just something that's like a fun vibe. So that's kind of how we we got there. Okay, our, uh, one of our moderators, Chris. Um, these are the questions that I'm thinking that he would ask because it's like. That and then I also think about Funky Drummer, James Brown. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> I think about everything that's, you know, that's funky, that's, that's, that would be, to me, that would be synonymous with <clears throat> the brewery and everything. So, okay. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. We like that too. Like all, like all that generations of music, like, you know, our end goal is to have like our own brew pub which is our own unique spot. And it would encompass like all of that somehow, like, you know, through all those generations of music, through like the artwork, everything that's funky, bring it all together, you know? Yeah, that's great. So um, as far as you, as far as the brewery, um, do y'all, are you planning on, do you have a brick and mortar? Do you plan on having a brick and mortar? So, we do not have a brick and mortar yet. We uh, just launched six months ago with a brewery incubator called Pilot Project. And uh, our whole goal with them is to build out our market, uh, build up our valuation as high as possible, um, to, uh, proving our proof of concept that black people will drink craft beer and congregate around beer. And then uh, from there, once we get to a certain point, um, then we uh, figure out what our next steps are when we build our valuation to figure out uh, where we're going to be in Chicago land. But right now we're still on the growing phase to just show that there's significant demand for Funky Town beer. Okay. Have y'all... Also, Zach said uh, invite him to be a speaker. On the yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. she just got it. Y'all can hear me now? Hey, that's what I was going to say. Go. Take the Mac off. Yeah, hey. Man, I'm over here. I feel like a 75-year-old trying to figure out this clubhouse. Sorry. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But I was listening, though. I was in here, so. Okay. Let's see. Where? Oh, uh, the, the next thing that I wanted to ask, Zach, um, have y'all done any collabor like actual collaborations with any of the breweries? No, not not yet. Um, you know, that's definitely something uh that we we plan to do kind of further down the line. Like what we what we're trying to do right now is is introduce um, you know, black and brown and women 
uh, in more women into the beer industry. So what we've kind of found out through like research asking around um, is that it's kind of hard to incorporate uh, beer into the lifestyle. So what we're trying to do now is just show the people that it does incorporate in the lifestyle. And it's just because you guys don't see it or we don't see it. It's never been kind of tailored towards us or um, a, a industry that, that you know, um, wants us included, so to speak. So what, the mission that we own now is just to kind of make sure that black, brown and women can figure out how this beer and how beer is kind of intertwined with what you do um and make it something that's like super cool but as far as collaborating with um different brewers we haven't done that yet closest thing we did was that chicago uncommon that we did for the residency um but we definitely got some things in the plan uh we got some things in the works um for later on though for sure okay, okay. so zach you and richard are both brewers at Funky Tanner. yeah i'm uh i'm the head brewer um and uh rich ceo and uh greg is uh director of um, finances director of sales and finances okay so but they be there during the brew day though they be there to help okay. <laughs> so tell me a time when you had a brew day where you thought everything was going great you 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 go through the whole process and something happens that you're just like, shit, this didn't, this didn't come out right. But after you do some tweaking with it, that yeah. initial failure becomes a success and it actually becomes a good beer. Do you have- Oh, like, a, have like an on purpose, okay. Yeah. Well, I got, I, yeah, I got a couple, couple of situations like that. One was we were perfecting um the hip hops and r and brew uh the american parallel that we got um that's the one we went and had everybody try for uh, a tasting campaign like a sampling campaign so maybe about six to seven months before we we scaled up with pilot and got it on some uh got it on a professional level um we went through maybe about three three batches maybe three four batches of bad beer um so usually what happens is they don't know it's bad like rich and greg don't know it's bad until like the end because i try to figure out if there's something that i could do it between time but with this particular this particular case like um beer just kept changing color like we bottle it and it would change color bottle it change color bottle it bottle it, bottle it and we're finding out that we have some contamination and you know still just being kind of new to certain aspects in the game it's like man we just went through um like a deduction process like all right we did this we did this we did a lot of um a lot of just going through and going back over what we were doing step by step by step by step and each step was fine each step was good uh what we came out and found out what well, the reason was that these batches were coming out contaminated is because we hadn't upgraded our or switched out our equipment like our fermentation buckets um and bottling buckets so when you start like wiping that stuff down or scrubbing that stuff down and you're using like an abrasive side or something like that like say using an sos pad or a sponge or something like that that has a um, brillo on the other side like that starts to get 
little minute scratches um, within your beer, within the, uh, the fermentation and uh, the bottling bucket. So with that, you got bacteria that just sits in there and it's stuff that you can't find. It's stuff that you just aren't going to be able to get. So for about three or four batches, and, you know, it's taken us since we home brewing, it's taken us about three to four weeks for have a completed beer. So we were going through um, just trying to figure that out and figured out that it was the bucket. So we just replaced the buckets and uh, the beer started coming back the way it was supposed to. So that was like our contamination period. Like we were just trying to figure stuff out on the fly. So that gave us a lot of insight, a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge about what was going on. Um, but we did have a happy accident um, early, super early in the process. Um, pitching at the wrong, at the wrong temperature. Um, and then like, oh my God, what's going on here? Mashing at the wrong temp. Like it would come in too hot. Had to come and get the wart chiller to cool it down, get it to the temperature it needed to be, and then pitching it at the wrong temperature. It was a, just a whole messed up batch. But when it came out, um, it was super fire. It was almost like a hazy type of hazy type of uh, IPA. And tasting it, it was still tasting good. Used a couple of different hops and stuff like that. But when you have an accident like that, it's kind of hard to just repeat that accident again. So I hope that wasn't too long-winded. No, that was great. I love it. That's that's that was good. Hmm. I was trying to I was trying to actually think of um his I can see his face, but my name is escape if the name is escaping me. Y'all are gonna think that I'm so horrible. But um I guess one of our pillars of the beer community that's Bronx Brewing, I cannot think of his name. I can see oh, Garrett. Okay. That's what that's what I was thinking of. Oliver? Yes, Mr. Oliver Garrett. So mm-hmm. out of um Brooklyn Brewing. Brooklyn Brewing. Yeah. I was like, Please never, never, never send this to him. Because um, <laughs> I would be so ashamed. So he comes into, we have an establishment. We have fucking you know, brick and mortar. Comes in. You say, what do you, what do you want? And he says, you pick for me. What do you put in front of him first? I want, Zach and Rich, I want y'all both to answer that. That's a simple question for me. I'm putting hip hops and iron brew right in front of them. Okay. That American Pale Ale. He gonna like it too. Yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna have to stay on mission. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the hip hops and iron brew. Uh, that's what we spent the most time home brewing ourselves, tinkering okay. with. So I'm I'm gonna be confident in the same product. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, so since y'all had this event, it sounds like it was successful last Saturday. Excuse me, y'all. And let me uh, just go back, uh, just kind of recap for the room. Uh, It was this 
big black brewery takeover as far as I'm concerned because it was Funky Town, Moore's, Turner House. Um, mm-hmm. who, who else was it? It was um, Sam and Jay. Sam and Jay, which did the uh, Harlem, yeah. I mean, excuse me, Harold. The Harold, yep, Harold's 83L. That was 83. That, that was it? I thought it was five. Black Horizon. Black Horizon. So, yeah. if you're, make sure that you're following all of these people uh, because to me, this was so inspiring to see that we are working together as a collective in our own silos as far as I'm meaning in your state that Mm -hmm. we are finding each other and connecting and making sure that that there is a front for for your state and um, that helps me because when I'm seeing you and I'm following y'all I know people that are in Chicago I said you need to go over here make sure you go over there and, and report back to me I need to know that you went there because we can't say that we want these things to happen if you don't go and support them. So when do y'all I know that it was successful. Have y'all already have y'all had any briefing? Probably not because it's just one day. But when's the next one? Are they excited to where it's like, okay, we're gonna do this? as an ongoing thing for you or y'all gonna like okay we're gonna separate it so we make sure that each brewery is highlighted separately what do y'all think uh i mean i think all of those things you just said are happening um when we come together as a collective like we can throw a, a dope event like we came together for the super bowl as well at the residency so like we know we can throw a, a, a dope event but at the same time like we're all like kind of like in our infant stages and um unfortunately like everything is about this the residency is good but like with us all being like so young like sometimes we can be uh kind of lumped in it's just like the black breweries in chicago and people don't know our individual identity yet so like mm-hmm. while we work on uh trying to establish like what our next big outing together will be at the same time like individually we're trying to um differentiate ourselves from each other while still being part of the same community so we're doing both of those things mm-hmm. we're, we're going to continue to work together yeah because it's yeah. a lot of different it's a lot of different black and brown it's like not one black person is going to be representational for everyone right so we got these different subgroups here and it's just represented in breweries now because all of us are going to bring something different to the table so like Rich was saying is when when we get a residency like this, it's for the collaborative effort, it's for the spirit, it's for the movement of Chicago, it's for everybody to recognize and 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 know and give us an ability to get highlighted as far as what we're what we're going to do, what we're doing. Um but we also uh want to make sure uh that we are all separate, right? But still working together. It's almost like an all-star game. You know, you get all the you get all the the best players or whatever, get on a team, have a good weekend, and then as soon as week all star weekend is over, it's right back to it. So it it's kinda it's kinda like that, but definitely um enjoyed not only the residency but what can come from that too. That's awesome. That's yeah, I <clears throat> can definitely see that um 
needing to continue to make your mark, but still have that collective of family, of your family. Well, those were all the questions that I had for y'all. So if you don't mind, I'm going to open up the floor for anyone else that may have a question. Oh, before I do that, of course, I've got to ask, are y'all going to be at Barrel and Flow? Yep. Yeah. You'll see us there. You'll see us there loud as hell. <laughs> so y'all gonna be pouring or y'all gonna be hanging out? Both. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a work vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Okay. The floor is open, y'all. If anyone has any questions for Richard or Zach, please feel free. Uh, unmute yourselves and fire away. I have a question. Um, what has been your biggest challenge and what has been your biggest lesson? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't know. I think the, the biggest challenge is just kind of ongoing is just uh, balancing or just finding time. I mean, it, it really is no balance, just finding time for your responsibilities, whether it's Funky Town, uh, we all still hold our full-time jobs while we're doing this. Um, family, um, basically, it's just like, yeah, every hour I'm awake, all that time can be occupied. So I think that's like the biggest challenge, like, is just trying to keep up with the task, prioritizing the right way. And, you know, sometimes things will fall behind. That's just going to be the nature of it the way we are, but try not to fall too far behind. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, agree with, with that because, like, I, I just got off of work um, and came, you know, straight to, straight to the clubhouse. So um, finding that time and maybe the biggest lesson, at least um, for me, is, you know, it's an advantage working with, working with two of your best friends. Like, it's a super advantage in that. But also the disadvantage is um, you can get complacent, right? Um, so I think the biggest lesson that that as an individual that I think that I've learned, and I think that us as a collective has learned too, um, is that you have to find, um, to kind of go along with the, with the challenge, but it's like a... a a healthy, a healthy obsession for what you're doing. Um, because then that drives discipline. Um, and then that, that drives you having the ability to, uh, maybe, maybe check one of your guys or something like that in a meeting or you being checked in a meeting about what you've done. So, um, the greatest lesson, you know, I, and everything is ongoing still. You know, being six months in, these are just six month in lessons in, in, in trials and stuff like that. The things can change uh, for us within the next year. Um, but, yeah, just just coming together and finding that time and making that time and have a healthy obsession um, about what you're doing. And not just along with the obsession. It's got to be a passion along with that, too, because if you don't have the passion for it, I always kind of use the analogy is like you, you take this as a whole week, Sunday through Saturday. If you just in it for 
the wrong reason, that might get you from Sunday to Tuesday. But Wednesday on, you don't have anything else. But if you have that passion, that'll get you through the whole week and that'll just carry you on. And that kind of includes the discipline, too. So, um, again, another long winded answer. Um, I have a question. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Um, okay. So you guys, um, you guys won the pitch slam for brew, brew bound. Um, so what exactly does that entail? Like the winnings of, of brew bound? Um, what, what you win when you, uh, win brew bound is like, uh, like uh, $10,000 in like uh, media promotion through like their channels. So it's like uh, basically they call it like an industry awareness package. It's like, it's not going to necessarily get you more followers or just like customers at locations, but it will bring like uh, distributors or uh, tap handle makers or just other um, vendors that are just other craftier vendors or, all across the industry directly to your doorstep. So um, you can uh, start like just gathering information and mm -hmm. uh, networking and uh, leveraging different resources kind of that you might not have found on your own. So, and then like Brewbound itself, um, just like being at that event, like it's a, it's a business card event. Like you shake hands, you get to meet people, make a, create some relation relationships and network and uh, get your brand story to out to more people directly outside of just like the pitch slam. So I kind of, I think that's all what you get out of it. Even if like you didn't win the pitch slam, Rubound probably would have been like a successful event for us because all the, the network contacts we were able to make. Yep. Yep. It was fun though too, getting up there on stage and performing. <laughs> so that if y'all seen our Instagram, we felt like we were the locks up there. Make sure I go back and watch that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I watched it. I try, I think I watched it kind of live, and I was at work, and I, they were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Uh, nothing." <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations. When when did y'all win that? That was uh, uh, Black Friday weekend. Yeah. December first. Yeah, that was sixty days in the game. Uh we had just launched October second. But like luckily for us, like just the way we wanted to launch, we had dropped four beers by that time. So we kinda like laid like a identity, like an initial identity of the brand. So we we're able to kind of tell that story. Uh, mm -hmm. at, uh, the pitch slam, so yeah. And we we had actually tried for the pitch slam the year before last, not year before last, last year. Um, but we were still. This was before like pilot. Uh, this was before all of that. So all we had was homebrew samples to send out. We didn't have anything in market. Uh, we had nothing to promote. We had just started our Instagram page. Um, and it was just running down a list of things like, well, do you have this? And we was like, no, nope, 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 nope. It's like, oh, well, the story sounds really good. Maybe, maybe you guys give it a try again next year. So when they called us, um, sent an information, um, 
you know, we got into the phone round because we had three rounds to do. The first round was over the phone. So we literally got on there and was like, because we already kind of established a relationship uh, with the with the guy that uh, gave us a call, John Landis. Um, so he already kind of knew us from from before. So we had said, remember everything that we that you asked us last year that we said no to? He's like, yeah. Said, so, well, we said we can tell you that we did everything that you asked this year. It's like, no kidding. And then it went along with the story. Um, so we we spent we spent that year just like preparing for uh opportunities that we didn't know uh was coming. Um, but it's it's an important thing just to have again, have that discipline to be ready. So when he was like, Yeah, we got everything, we got cans, we got distribution, we in pilot. Uh, we got artwork labels, all of that. We can send this down. We can come down there with two cases. Da, 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 da. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the coolest part because we didn't have anything the year before, and then we had everything we needed the next one. Okay. So, Hannah, you peeping game? You you about to get your brew bound? <laughs> it looks interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Don't hear Hannah do that, like Hannah. <laughs> Great opportunity, great experience. Yeah. That's it. Sounds wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. Anybody else have any questions? I think I have another question. <laughs> so you guys, all right. So you guys are you guys are in a um, an incubator. Uh, like I know here and like in Ohio, Ohio laws are weird, but I'm I'm just not sure if an incubator can or cannot be done for like the alcohol space. But how is that experience with um in the incubator space? Like, um, was the equipment already there? You have to bring your own equipment. Um, is it like by the hour by, or is it like a signed lease for a time frame? Uh, so with the incubator model, uh, you're right. Like I don't, I don't even, the way that pilot project does it, I'm not sure if that would work in Ohio because every state's got their own crazy liquor laws. Um, it kind of depends on the individual incubator or individual brand, like how they want to do it. Like, uh, again, like we still all have our full-time jobs, so we're not actually in there brewing. We bring them our homebrew recipes and then we work with them to properly scale that up so that they come out the same way that, you know, our bottled stuff does at home. Um, so, yeah, that's how that's kind of how we do that with them. And then here in Illinois, they, we, we, uh, we can self-distribute and then they have their own marketing team and their own sales and uh, sales dis and distribution team that's working nine to five. And, um, you kind of choose like your target market, what uh, what areas you want to go after. You let them know like your overall brand goals, and um, they'll tailor like how they incubate you, like where they pitch you. They have their own PR team that they can help you get promotion. So that's kind of like the the incubator model. Like it's like a whole brewery in the box. Like it's like a great partner for like. For somebody for for all of us to jump into the industry and kind of just like lower those barriers of entry entry like we all have really good and really thorough ideas the only thing we don't have is the capital 
and the incubator model can kind of help you with that no matter where you're at if you got no money to spend uh you could probably get in if you have a lot of money to spend you can get in and both ways you can approach it differently but um yeah they just kind of have they fill all those gaps for like an entrepreneur and a brewer to hit the market the way that they want to hit the market because mm -hmm. they have their own they have their own brew house so we don't have to bring any tanks or have any rented equipment any canning uh they do so it's a one-stop shop that's nice that's like a really cool concept because i know when i originally first started looking at space i i originally thought of our kitchen we have a a kitchen incubator here that a lot of um entrepreneurs work out of but the only thing it uh ohio wouldn't allow uh alcohol to be in a shared space like that so that's why i was like kind of uh that's why that's what i was wondering about gotcha yeah i liquor laws are crazy i do understand that <laughs> Yeah, things change from state to state. Because okay. I was also listening today to the Women's International Beer Summit, and I listened to, to Marcus's um, from Weathered Souls, his um, his session, and he kind of mentioned like their location that they're opening in Charlotte is going to be similar to like a, he was calling it an incubator, so I'm not sure if it's like as similar or if will it it sound like it may be something like that um for uh future people trying to get into the industry as well. Yeah, I mean it's a dope idea. I can't uh I can't thank Pilot Project enough for like bringing that through and like operating the way that they do. Like it feels like a partnership. Like for Pilot Project to be successful, the brands that they incubate have to be successful. So you don't you know you don't feel like uh their success like they need to work with you they need to make sure that you're on top of your stuff and top of your postings they need to make sure that you're learning so that when you're out there speaking to vendors or any potential partnerships that um you're armed with the information to handle those conversations um yeah like uh it's it's it's, it's the full service like it is great like we um I mean, when we learned the term brewery incubators, like back in 2019, like we didn't really find any all across the country, you know, and Pilot Project was new in 2019. And I mean, till this day, like we know that you can contract brew, but like mm -hmm. the services that Pilot Project provides is like way more than just contract brewing. Yep. So much so, so much so that one of the guys that Dan, the CEO there gets mad when we call it contract brewing. Because he, he feels that what they do is more than that, because that's why we call it partnership. Because um, a lot of contract brewers, what will happen, breweries, what will happen is that you'll give them your recipe, they'll scale it up. Then they'll give it to you, give your your your, your brewed beer, canned and everything, and say, here you go, have a blast, have at it. And then just kind of wipe their hands clean until you come back with another recipe or some more money to get get your stuff brewed um but you know just like I, i'm not gonna go through the whole list rich was saying but it, it's a lot on that list that pilot does that that's beneficial to um new breweries especially us 
um, again, not to beat a dead horse, but working nine to five and then working five to nine and then splitting time with, with, with family and stuff like that. Um, it's just not possible at this point for all three of us to commit a hundred percent, um, of the day to funky town as much as we would want to. Um, it's just not possible right now. So the kind of success that we've been having over the six months is not only just because of the hard work that we've been putting in, but also because of the partnerships that we've developed and the resources that we've developed and, 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 um, the network that we've developed. So it's, it's been something that's been a long going process. Um, but finding, finding them, um, was pretty much the ultimate kind of springboard because they're brand new as well too. We found them two months after they had just opened. So we had been talking to them, um, you know, dropping off homebrew samples and stuff like that and just being that consistent. And then them just putting all that other work into it. And then we're giving that same work and that same effort back. So that's why it's like pilot. They're the, they're kind of, um, on the forefront of kind of how the whole partnership and brewery incubator should be. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more of these places start popping up within the next five years. It's a really good entry point for people who's trying to get into the game and don't have the capital to do it or have the capital to do it and need somebody to, that has just as much invested in them as you are invested in your own company. Yeah, it's a, I, I think it's a really great alternative. I was, I remember having a conversation with someone that was doing contract brewing. And, um, initially, the the kind of handoff was, was great. It was fine. And then uh, they were like, when they saw that we were being successful, it seems like they didn't have any more time for me to come and make my beer mm. or, you know, change, you know, change up the the kind of agreement um mm -hmm. and so with that being alleviated in that way you know just being a place solely for that i'm not ha i'm not competing with anyone for you know the to have you know to be able to make my beer and this is a welcoming environment and i do believe that is uh as to hannah's point that's what Marcus Marcus is wanting to do. Um, really, also, you know, have that that additional mentorship for people like Rodney that's in the audience that's going to Connecticut to learn basically how to make beer and uh, be able to come back home to Texas and you know the sky's the limit or go somewhere else, but to have a place where you can go and um, really feel like you're getting, you're getting treated well. And yeah, uh, I was actually talking to someone else and she said, she calls herself a beer gypsy. I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, because she's like, I'm a gypsy because I don't necessarily, I go maybe from one place to another place because I don't necessarily have a home. I said, like, well, that sounds way cuter than contract brewing because that sounds like slavery. I don't know. <laughs> That's just me. 
Yeah, contract, contract brewing. It, we didn't even know nothing about contract brewing until we went to Fresh Fest. Mm. Like we had no idea because you, you said that 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 Rodney's going to Connecticut. Yeah, he's getting ready. Yeah. He's up. And well, the woman, yeah, the woman that we met, the woman that we met at Fresh Fest, Alyssa Bowens Mercado, yeah, um, out of Connecticut with uh, Rhythm Brewing, yeah, like she was low key. She was no, nah, she was like our first mentor because we linked up with her at Fresh Fest, and she put us on the whole contract brewing thing. And then we came back from Fresh Fest, and then had a conversation with her over the phone. She was just putting us on game with a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, just just looking at that stuff and then finding finding pilot. So, you, you, I thought about I just thought about her when you said he was going to Connecticut. So, shout out to Alyssa, for sure, yeah, for sure. She, yeah, they I believe they've already linked up because uh, she came on when we were doing uh we had a viewing of One Pine at a Time, mm. and so we talked to her and uh, also the filmmaker. So yeah. Uh, We've had a, several people who have just kind of jumped on jumped on the bandwagon, and uh, I have a friend. She usually is not able to come because she works nights. She was uh, like in law enforcement as far as like prisons, but she wanted to brew beer. She wanted to be she wanted to have a job brewing beer, and she went. Um, she got an internship with uh, Letitia Cook at. That's where I was thinking Bronx Brewery. That's where that's where that came into my head, because um, she's wanting to move to New York because her girlfriend is there, but she wanted to have a job, so she has a paid internship to learn, create, and make beer, which is her dream. So. Just saying to that, just like y'all, y'all had a dream, you had a vision, and it's taking some time, but you've you're on the process to making it. I'm hoping that um, it w- won't be long before you have something that's in brick and mortar. But y'all are ex- excelling right now, from what I can see, and I can't wait to see y'all at Berlin Flow and Office. It's gonna be a party, Angie. I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely gonna. I already got some things that that I've been holding because one thing that I do know, especially with us and bottle shares, I gotta come <laughs> with here because y'all not gonna talk about me. <laughs> I'm gonna say, damn, here it is. And if that don't get you this liquor wheel, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be fun. We wait for the summer. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's my birthday month, so I'm excited. But does anybody else have any questions? Because we're running up to um, our I don't have a um, I don't have a question, but more so uh, I I, I spoke with one of you cats back in August. I wasn't sure who it was. Um, I'm Carl with For the Culture. Um, But I just wanted to say, man, I I, I salute you, gentlemen. I, I definitely hope you all keep pushing, 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 uh, keep breaking these barriers and, and opening these doors. Uh, definitely look forward to, you know, being able to celebrate you, gents, um, when you all can get open. Because as I was listening, 
And as I listen to a lot of our stories, you know, being, you know, black and brown in this space and trying to get open, I, I swear on God, so much sounds so familiar each and every time, like the way that you all described, you know, linking up with your boys, I'm like, check, yeah, the way you described getting put on the beers. Didn't start at High Life and in and, and, and malt liquor, but definitely got in the game myself a lot later because it just <laughs> didn't appreciate it. You know, it wasn't an option that I looked for. And, you know, seeing how y'all's journey is going, uh, it's just so fascinating and, and, and dope and inspiring in its own little right because I know how hard it is when you're trying to find that, that, that brick and mortar and you're trying to navigate all these bogus laws and, and regulations and you know all you want to do is kind of like how we are now here in houston it's just like man we just want to have a good time spread the word about craft beer and you know do something for us to you know to occupy that space because you know we're so deserving so i didn't i didn't really have a question i just i just want to let it be known you know salute to you gents uh you know look forward to you know connecting in the future different things i wish we could be at barrel and flow fest this year but um in our case it's it's so close to uh construction being done on our brick and mortar that it's just the timing this year didn't quite work out and we didn't want to be you know trying to be somewhere else where we're you know while we're trying to seal you know make sure we can stop paying this high ass rent <laughs> without, <laughs> without getting some getting some money back in return so that that's all gents it's just a, a pleasure hearing y'all story appreciate it man and no question for me. I just wanted to say what's up to the homies, Zach and Rich. You know, y'all boys holding it down. Keep pushing. Um, keep making great beer. I actually just finished my last uh, can of Hip Hops and Iron Brew like two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping the can, though. The can is staying with me. But uh, the the memories of the liquid is uh, still on my taste buds, you know. Until next my time. Man. <laughs> my man, appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. I'm a little jealous myself, but uh, right. I have a question um, as far as for me, uh, the heavy ABV drunk. Um, what's what's y'all ABVs on the beers that you brew? Uh, we we keep it low. Um, so we've had anywhere between five five point two to uh five point eight. Our highest one was our Black is Beautiful the Imperial Stout, which was uh seven seven percent. Um, you know, we starting off with, and they low because we want to start off with, uh, we want to make these beers palatable. We didn't turn, I didn't turn some of my friends away from beer because I started them off with something that was a little too strong for a beginner. Um, so we just took that and was like, what's the best way to introduce beer to a new, what, what's a good way to introduce this culture to our culture. Right. Um, and we, we, we settled on, um, uh, making something that's palatable, malt forward, um lowest stringency so it's not a lot of bitterness um and so yeah so we want people to be able to enjoy their beer we want people to be able to have an introductory beer like um what's another term for it like a gateway beer um so they're able to kind of just try uh different things because it's almost like a conditioning period that we're trying to do um eventually we'll get into some big beers um but at this point we just kind of trying to stay mission based, mission focused. But yeah, anywhere between five, two, and uh, seven. Cool, cool. Appreciate it. I can definitely agree with that. 
I, I consider myself the beer Sam I am. Like, I'm going to find something that you like. You just give me a chance. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for the beer, uh, the beer curious, because I think people just automatically, they just kind of tune their heads out, tune their minds to even exploring. And it may be something that they never thought of. Because I, in my wildest of dreams, would I ever would have ever thought that I would be drinking beer and have beer in my refrigerator and have a beer fridge just for that. Um, and so you never know. You never know. Well, we've come at the end of our hour, but before we go, two things. Um, Carl, because I totally forgot, this coming week, Saturday, I'm going to be in Houston. And I was asking Kendrick and Rodney uh, somewhere afternoonish time. If if we're able to meet up, that would be great. So, you know, as the old folks say, if I'm in your city, I want to lay eyes on you. So uh, if you're available, please come <laughs> out. Somebody's supposed to tell me where, where, where we're going. I have no idea because I don't know enough about Houston is so freaking big I have no idea so I told the guys to pick somewhere yeah, Rodney, well Kendrick you... is the mayor so I'm I, you can trust him right <laughs> Rodney don't you got an event this, this weekend anyway yeah. yeah that's the other thing Friday Tell yeah us it's Friday okay. it's Friday are you going to be able to get away for that Angie I don't know because that would be like uh, I don't know I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure because people are coming in and we have dinner. So it all depends. I need to look at uh, my itinerary. But tell everybody about your, uh, about your event for Friday. Rodney. Yeah. So, so definitely, um, just a going away party, um, at a misfit outpost. Um, it's a, um, it's a, a brewery and they have a restaurant there. So um, good friend of mine, he does the barbecue there. And so we're just gonna be having a, a little going away. Um, he told me that he wants to get me, get me shit pasted. I said, hey, as long as you can, as long as I got Uber, I'm good. So he's like done. So uh, so yeah, just gonna have a good time. But uh, the good news is I um, just got my housing um, down there in Connecticut. Today I got the call, so I'm, I'm the uh, RA down there at the university. So at least for the summertime. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, got a few interviews going on, athletic brewing, New England brewing company and dockside um, brewing down there. So yeah, just um, just trying to make plans. I leave May the 14th or 15th, um, driving down. And so, so yeah, just excited about the, about the opportunity that I have and to listen to everybody on this call um man y'all y'all it's so it's so inspirational so i'm I'm really excited we're excited for you and i guess the last thing is it's uh the week before cbc and all through the brewery who's going 
Kendrick, you still going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'll be there that Monday. Um, flying back uh, that Saturday. Okay. We will Anything? not be going. Uh, okay. Because you know stuff be expensive traveling with three people, man. Gotta. I know. <laughs> Everything times three. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be there next year, but. You know, we got to kind of focus those resources on some marketing dollars right here in Chicago this summer. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if there's nothing else, uh, I really want to thank you again, gentlemen, for coming and sharing with us Funky Town Brewing um, and let the other guys know that they were missed, but y'all kept, y'all held it down and we will see you in August. Looking forward Absolutely. To Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. the question. Appreciate the support. Um, by Funky Town. Yeah, y'all hit us up whenever. <laughs> if you got Absolutely. more questions. Uh...